With Hashem's help, we're learning Soit Daf Lamed Aleph. And we left off on Daf Lamed Aleph, Amad Aleph, three lines from the top. The Gemara here is quoting from the beginning of our Pedic, which is just a few Daf ago, right? Shem Shahamayim, the Boy Bayoims. And the last thing the Mishnah spoke about was that on the day that Rabbi ben Azariah was appointed to be the Nasi in Kerem Beyavna. And he allowed an influx of Talmidim even when they were not yet Toichem Kebaram. And because of the large amount of new students, many things became clear that day, including that which Rabbi Kiva expounded, that, that which Rabbi Yeshua ben Harkonos expanded, that Eov served Hashem mi'ahavom. How did he prove it? Because it says that Eov says, and this is a Eov, Eov Gimel, I'm going back to the Mishnah, it's the Heim Yiktelani, even if I will be killed, Loi Ayachel, Loi Ayachel, if you read Loi Lamed Vav, to him I will still yearn. And as we spoke out when we learned the Mishnah, that if a person serves God out of fear of punishment, fear of death is greater than fear of punishment. But since he said that even if I'm going to get killed, I will still yearn to Hashem. Ah, is Araya that he wasn't serving Hashem out of fear of punishment? He was serving God out of love. And after the Mishnah quoted the Pasik, so the Mishnah says, you know, I still am not clear because Loi is with Avav. Or Loi went on Aleph. Does it mean, was Eov saying that even if I get killed, I will still yearn for God? Or was he saying, if I'm going to get killed, I will not yearn for God? So that's what the Mishnah asked. And the Mishnah answered it by bringing another, another Pasuk. Says the Gemara, one second. Why do you have to bring another Pasuk? Why don't you just read what it says? Velechse, hi Loi. How was the word Loi Ayachel written? What's the Ksiv? E Balamed Aleph, Ksiv. So then it means Loi. Mitan Aleph, Nish, no. If it's written Lamed Vav, Loi Ayachel, to him I will yearn. So then Eloyu. And we know the Gemara is asking this question, knowing that it's actually written Lamed Aleph, which is really going against what Rabbi Yeshua ben Horkana said. So now the Gemara counters, no, 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 that's not a question. I'm responding to the question, Kimin Hagenu, with a question. That's not the way the title works. Not the Torah Shabbat Elamaata, for example, when it says in, in Yeshaya that Bechol Tzadasam, that whenever we, the Jewish people, are in a Eis Tzada, when we are being afflicted, Loi Tzad, he is also afflicted with us. You know how it's written? It's written with an Aleph. And there it doesn't mean that if we are afflicted, God forbid, God is not afflicted. That's not the meaning. There it's written, Lamad Aleph, is Hachinami the Loyu. No. It can be written one way, but if the Kri can be interpreted in another way, then it's up to Tere Shebal to determine what it means. And the Chitaiman, if you're going to tell me, no, 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 that in Yeshaya, Loit Sar means, God forbid, that God is not feeling our pain. Vaksiv, it says right afterwards, that Umalach Panov, that a Hashem sends an angel from Panov, from in front of him, or from his Pnimius, and Hoishiyam in order to save us. Now, it doesn't flow. If God is saying that when you guys are suffering, I don't feel you're suffering, then why would God send an angel? From the flow of the verse, you see, you understand, Hashem is saying, And that's why Hashem sends us an angel. And Taka, as he himself proved, from the next Pasuk in Eov, where it says that, ad to Masi me many that Eov served Hashem Eav. Continues the Gemara tying it up in Meir And now we have to just clarify from now until the end of the Patek the meaning of love and fear. Let's interpret this as we learn in Hasidus. Fear of sin is not even on the table. That's what we call a fear of punishment is not even on the table. Fear of punishment is called Klipas Neiga. Obviously, if that's the only thing that works, not to sin, use that. It's better than sinning. But there's no Kedusha in that. So the options are, as we learn in Hasidus, there's two levels of love, there's two levels of fear. And to make the Gemara clear, we'll have to know which one is the lower, which one is the higher. But ultimately, the say that is, we start off with Yira Tata. Yira Tata is Yira Sachet. I'm, 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 I'm afraid of the sin. In other words, I'm afraid to be disconnected from God. 
then there is a love to God, then there is a much higher level of love to God, and then ultimately it's not about being afraid of being disconnected from God, but being in a perpetual state of bitul, where the person does not feel oneself altogether, and that's called yiras haremimus, or yiras, I'm aware of the exaltedness of God, and I'm not, period. Okay, so says Rabbi Meir, it says the words, that was the whole issue that they had. That was why other Tanoim felt that he, that he served God. And it says, In other words, Avram Avinu reached the level of Ahava and afterwards, on top of that, he reached the highest level of fear, was you can only reach the higher level of fear if you have love. So, it says by Eov that he was but because he served God, and precisely because he served Hashem, was he given the gift, was he granted to ultimately reach the highest level called Yira Ila'a. Asks the Gemara of Avram Gufei, how do you know when it says Yira Ila'a that we're speaking about a love that you can only get after you have a fear, only after you have love? Maybe by Avram Avinu, now that I know that you love me means... It's a love that you can get even without, it's a fear that you can get even without love. Just make this clear again. In other words, you have fear, love, love, and fear. The higher level of fear you can only get if you have Avas Hashem. The lower level of fear doesn't come me'ahava. That's the beginning of our avoida. Yirasachet. Understanding that sin disconnects us. I don't want to be disconnected. Because since it says, Zera Avram Oihavi, Avram Avinu's attribute was Ava, which means that he loved God. So if on top of that it says he had Yira, it must refer to the Yira that you can only get after you have Ava. Yira Ila. Now the Gemara asks, My Ika ben Oisami Ava lo Let's go to the beginning. No, what difference will there be between Ava Tata and Yira Tata? That's where it becomes clear. So Ika ha the Tanya Rabbi Shimon men Allah Zoraimer Goid Godel ha Oisami Hava Yisami Oisami Yira Take the base of everything the foundation is Yira Tato Yira Sachet not Yira Soinish Yira Sachet but after that we also have to have a passion and a love and an excitement to serve God and once a person serves God out of love the person will become even more connected than serving Hashem only out of the lower level of fear and. Sometimes from the reward, you can appreciate the value of the mitzvah itself. Shazam, when a person serves Hashem out of fear, so then Tolui, Rashi says Tolui, right, the fourth line on top of the Amid, that's Chusai, that his merit will be effective or will be hanging over later generations to protect him. Just like we had before, Chustayla, that her merit protected her, in other words, the, the punishment was hanging, but it did not allow the punishment to affect her, that our schusim can be toila, punishment for many generations, how many generations, back in the Gemara, if a person serves God out of Yira, so then that schus is going to uh, be effective for 1,000 generations. Vizeh, when you serve Hashem out of love, double, toli lal payim doir. Okay. How do we know that? Here and here meaning in Parsha Sisra, in the first time the Torah records the Aseres Adibrois, at the end of the second commandment, it says that that God will do kindness for 2,000 generations to those who love me. And for those who guard my mitzvahs. And by the way, guarding the mitzvahs, as we'll see in two lines from here, guarding means not to do. Guarding normally refers to keeping the negative commandments. And as a rule, like the Namban says, and we learn in the Chinuch Katan, as a rule, that our love to Hashem primarily finds expression in the positive commandments. I love, and therefore I'm doing. Our fear of God finds its primary expression by us not doing that which Hashem told us not to do. With negative commandments. So, L'shoim Rai Mitzvaisai is actually alluding to Yira, and L'oyhavai is to Ahava. So, what does the Torah say first? La'alafim, 2,000 generations to those who love me. 
And Vahasaman over there in Pashas Veschanon, Takam not on the second time. The Torah records the Ten Commandments, but right afterwards, the Torah says that Viodata, there's a bunch of Viodata. So it says Viodata, Ki Hashem Alekechahu Elikim, Hokel Hanemon, etc. Shoimer Habiris, Vahachesed, Li Oi Havai, and now the Gemara quotes, Uli Shoimer Mitzvaisov. For how long? La El of So Li Shoimer Mitzvaisov, Hira, La El of Doir. Says the Gemara, ooh, yeah? In both of these verses, Hashem mentioned both. In fact, the Gemara, Hasam Nami, there in Veschanon, right before the Torah uses the words, right before that it says that Shoimer Habriz Vahachesed Loyoyahavov, Loyoyahavov, Ula Shoimer Mitzvaisov Loyoyahavov. And like many other Rishonim add, and the same question is on the first Pasuk. In Parshas Yisrael, in the Seres Hadibras, the, the Gemara quoted the words, But right afterwards it says, Answers the Gemara, But you have to look, what is mentioned right, right adjacent to the generations. So in Parshas Yisrael, adjacent to the word, you have the words, Le'oi Havai. True, it says afterwards, Ula but the word near 2000 is loving God. In Parshas Veschanon, yes, it says, but when the trader concludes with the words, of Doir, what is written adjacent to the Elef? And concluding with the story that there were two students sitting in front of Rava. One student shared with his Rebbe Rava that they, in my dream, I heard them, them meaning the Yeshiva Shalmaila, those up there read the following verse. And what Pasik did I hear? As it says in Tehillim, Morav Tufcha. Oh, how abundant is your toiv. Asher Tzafanta Lidiyacha, that you are hiding or you're storing away to those who fear you. That's the Pasik that he heard. The other one told Rava, you know, interesting, I also had a dream. But in my dream, Akrun Bechelmai, here they read another Pasik in Tehillim. And what does that Pasik say? That Vismuchu Kolchoisevach, that. All those who take refuge in you will rejoice, and not stand rejoice, but they will sing joyously forever. Who will drink joyously? Those who are chaysenbach, those who take refuge in you. And then it says that the word yaaltsu means excessive joy, a lot of simcha, more than the more than the, the, the Yiraneinu. Who will have the Yaltsu Vecha? Oy have Shemecha. Those who love you. So Amalahu, Rava told them, Tarvaychu, Rabbanan, Sadiki, Gemuri, Atan. That both of you are Tzadikim, Gemuri. However, you heard different Psukim, each one according to his level. Marmi Ahava, Umarmi Yira. Right, the first Talmud who quoted the Pasik from Yira, served Hashem, Yira. And the other one served Hashem, Mi Ahava. And as we know, I think at the Hayyim Yayim, Right, that when people taka are really learning during the day, then we merit sometimes during the night we have a dream, and uh, we we are learning Torah by day and by night. So our neshamas go up to Gan Eden, and if we have the schus, first of all we make it there, and we remember when we wake up some of the Torah that we are privileged to learn when we are sleeping. And with this hadran Allah, we will return to this gavaldik epedik shem shahamayim. Okay, moving on. In the next Patek. This Patek actually occupies one daf. With Hashem's help, we'll finish it today. Um, Taisus points out something very interesting that the Mishnah begins, the Mishnah goes back to Dinim that Taisus is actually asking, should have been recorded in the beginning of the Mesechta. Because the Mesechta was going, was going according to the Seder. Right? First we described what a Saita means, how does she become a Saita, Saita Sophic, Kinui, and Stira. There is an Eitoma, there's no Eitoma. Then we spoke about everything that needs to happen, how they try to discourage her. And we already learned the dinam of her drinking the waters. And now the Tana goes back to details of Kinui and Stira, really of Stira. We're going back to the original Machlekes, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua in the beginning of the Mesechta. So what's the Seder? That's the question Taisvis asks. And maybe, Ulai, right, Shadi Hadrush, Loinan Alo, that 
that the site al pichasidis notes we are Hashem's wife. We just finished learning serving Hashem Me'ava, serving Hashem Me'ira. The minimum yiras we don't want to be disconnected from God. And the awareness that when there is a warning, and the Torah gives us a warning, and if we violate those warnings, that there is some type of disconnect. And that's why we go back to how much of misbehavior needs to be for there to be, God forbid, a real disconnect. And I'll never to forget that even if there's a disconnect, there's always tshuva. Let's go into the Mishnah. Misha kena if a person gave a kinoi to his wife. And at least an hour version in the first Mishnah, Sai Larabi Eliezer, Sai Larabi Yehoshua, you need to have two Eide Kinui. And you had that. And now you had Stidom. Now, how do we know there's Stidom? The way Rashi explains that the beginning of the Mishnah is Rabbi Eliezer Lishitasoi. What did Rabbi Eliezer say? You don't need to have two witnesses. And there is a rule that whenever you don't need two witnesses, even the one witness needed doesn't have to be a kosher witness. No, it's Alpi Halacha. There are many people that are not kosher to witnesses. If the trader doesn't demand two, that's the rule, it means that even the one doesn't have to be kosher. So the Lashon of the Mishnah here is, even if the husband hears from a flying bird, Rashi interprets, from a woman, from an Evid, or from a man who's not kosher to be a witness, he was the one that said, hey, you know, your wife was secluded with that man, even though you gave a warning. He doesn't have to know there was a warning. Your wife was secluded with that man on this and this date. So the din is, according to Rabbi Eliezer, mm-hmm. she becomes a suffix saita. Now, by the way, Rashi adds, according to Rabbi Eliezer, being that you don't need to have a din for stira, she becomes a saita. But if he and she want to undergo the procedure, she can drink the waters. But if the husband doesn't want her to drink the waters, if he is the obstacle, then he has to divorce her, but he has to give her the ksuba. That's the way we learn the Mishnah. That's the words of Rabbi Yezer Lishitasai. Rabbi Yeshua holds that just like Kinoi needs to aid him, Agut Chazara, Stira also needs to have to aid him. So an Oif HaPireyach won't have any effect. It won't even make her into a suffix item. However, here Rabbi Yeshua tells us a Chiddush. Rabbi Yeshua will admit that even if you don't have two Eidim that are kosher, that are saying that she was secluded with that man, if if the woman who are spinning in the moonlight, if even they are gossiping about that person's wife, that she is committing acts of zenus with that man or b'chal with men, in other words, if the rumors are so out of hand, even though Rabbi Yeshua holds you have to have two Edim and you don't yet have two Edim, but the Lashon Rashi, it's Pashit Mechur Hadavar. Once he warned his wife, and even after he warned her, there's still uh, abundant rumors that she's having Zenus with other men, then he has to divorce her. However, again, he has to give her her Ksuba. Why does he have to give her her Ksuba? Because, b- b- because Midine Saita, she doesn't have to drink. And when a man gives his wife a get, if he initiated it, then he has to give her the ksuba. Okay, now what happens? And now we're going to continue learning the Mishnah Ladas Rabbi Yehoshua, which is the halacha, that a saita is only a saita if there were two Adam for Kinoi and two Adam for Stira. But now that there's two Adam for Stira, we don't know whether she actually did the act with that man. So we are going to call her a suffix saita. For which the Torah prescribes the drinking of the waters, if after the stira amad even only one aid, anidi isia shenet meis. But if there's one aid that says that she actually did the deed, so then, as we learned before, normally you have to have two aidim. But since raglayim ledavar, she's a saita. We know that there were two aid stira. Now there's one aid. Lo shaisa. She doesn't drink and she doesn't get the ksuba. That's the chiddush. Now one aid won't be accepted for her to be punished with capital punishment. For that, you have to have to aid him. But for the dinim that the husband cannot be with her, Aleph and Bez, that he doesn't have to give her a ksuba, one aid is believed. And that's what we learned in the beginning of the Masecht. And we'll have some of that again today. The loyoid, not only that, but who is that one aid that can make her forfeit her ksuba as we speak out this rule, that whenever the Torah gave Ne'emanus for one 
saying you don't need two, that one, even that one, doesn't need to have the same standard of kashros that Edom normally need. She loses her ksuba. Now continues our Mishnah, and this is a Hazara from Yavamas, Kofiud Zayin, that are the five women that halachically are considered competitors one to the other, and the, the Torah calls them one is a tzara to the other, one is a tzara to the other because of their competition. So what will happen if the aid that is saying that she did the deed of the Bia Asura was a mother-in-law? Or if that, that one aid was the daughter of the mother-in-law, that's the second of the five, or if it is a co-wife, or if it was a Yevimta, the way we learned there in Yevamis, that if you have Reuven and Shimon, one is married to Rachel, one is married to Leah. Forget about sisters. That's another, when they're not sisters, they're not related. And they don't have children. Each woman knows that potentially she might become the co-wife of the other. Because if the other, right, if one spouse dies without children, she's going to fall to Yibum, to her, to her husband's brother. So even though they're still living, halachically they're already considered tzadahs one to the other. And the final one is bas baila, means a stepdaughter. A woman marries her husband. He has a daughter from another marriage. So there, there, you know, there's a certain animosity, there's a certain competition for attention, whatever it is. The halacha says that they have less nemanus. Even here, says the Mishnah, harei elul nemanus, that we will believe them that there was tumah. However, we're learning a third category. We taka believe them, but v'loy l'poyslamiksuvas. Ah. Now we believe them that there was tumah. And we don't allow her to drink the waters because we know she committed adultery. So the husband is mukhoyev to divorce her, asr labal. But he has to give her the ksuba. Why? Because that one is from these five women. So there is a grey, there's a problem with their na'amanus. Good. Now continues the Mishnah that you should know that there is a source in the Pasik from which we learn. That after a woman becomes a suffix saita, one aid is believed that there was tumma. But we need the pasik, says the Mishnah. Because if we would not have the pasik, but then logic would dictate that one aid is not believed for tumma. Why? What would be the logic? Uma im edus rishayna. Right? We're learning this like Rabbi Yeshua. Edus rishayna does not mean kinui. Edus rishayna means stira. According to Rabbi Yeshua, the Eidus Rishayna, and even if we accept that she had stira, what happens then? If a woman had kinui and stira, she becomes a suffix saita, which means she has an option to drink the waters. Her isr is not an isr oilam. She's only usr to be with her husband until she drinks the waters. That she ain't no isr oilam. Nevertheless, according to Rabbi Yeshua, the Eidus Rishayna meaning stira, you have to have two Eidus stira. So you would say, without a Pasik, that Eidus Achreinam, the testimony that she actually, got forbid, committed adultery with that man, and if that indeed will be accepted, now there's no turning back, there's no drinking waters. However, we have a Pasuk, and we need the Pasuk to tell us that one aid is believed, again, after she becomes a Saita. Kinui and Stira, now one witness says she's Tamei, we believe one aid, and where do we learn it from? So we learn it from Pasuk Yud Gimel, Right, when it says, So we touched before, means, the word aid means witnesses. The Torah generically, even when it uses the word witness in the singular, if the Torah doesn't say the words, aid echad, aid stam means shnayim. So the aid ein ba means you don't have two witnesses, but you do have one witness. And we know that she became Tommy. The aid ein ba, meaning kol eidu sheyesh ba. Any, any aid. If there is one aid, she's a vadai soita. She doesn't drink the waters. We know that she's Tommy. One aid is believed. Now, asks the Mishnah Gavaldik, now that you proved from the words the aid ein ba, that one aid is believed for Tumah, we just quoted the Kalvo Chaimed, why don't we use it in reverse? Say the opposite. What's the opposite? Say it by heart. That if one aid is believed for Tumah, and Tumah is going to make an Isur, Isur Olam, 
So Avada, we should have believed one eight for Stira. Because Stira is not even that serious, because it's not an Isur Oilam, because she has an option of drinking. Asks the Mishnah, now why don't we say meaning Stira, Meata from this, which is Uma Im, turning the Ahmed. Now that we established that for the Eidim, that there was Tumah. And now that we accept that, that testimony, she can never be with her husband again. So why don't we say that it only makes her into a suffix soita. Then for sure we should have said kasha against Rabbi Yeshua. This should be a proof to Rabbi Eliezer, Shetiskaim, even with only one eight. Answers the Mishnah, nah. Talmud Leimer, since it says in Parshas Kiseitzei, and it says, Why Because ervas davar. So that's the whole Parsha of a get. But why did he divorce her? Ki ervas davar. The word davar is extra. What's the davar? So we have over here the Gzair Actually, a means before. When the Pasuk is speaking about the concept of us always needing to have two witnesses as a minimum, it says, right? Or Okay, so now we have the Shittas Rabbi Yeshua. Kinoi is two Edim. We're not discussing that here. Stira, Rabbi Yeshua, is two Edim. Eoif hapoireach. Not going to do it. But once there was Stira with two Edim, then one aid is enough to be believed that she became Tomei. If the one aid is not from the five Tzadis, then he divorces her without giving her the Ksuba. If the one aid is from those five women that have already some type of natural animosity, even then we believe the one aid for a get. But he has to pay the ksub. And now the Mishnah concludes with three dinim. Now, these three dinim, this is going to be a, a phenomenal piece of Gemara over here. These three dinim, really, to simplify them, is based on a simple principle. Alpitaira, the highest level of birur, the highest level of clarity for a Beisden to know what happened is when it comes through two Edim. When you have two Edim saying that A happened, and you have two other Edim that are contradicting the testimony of A, they're saying the opposite. It's called Edim Hamakrishim Ze'edzeh. And each one are properly interrogated, and they would have been accepted by their own. So what does Beisden do? So there's a logical rule. If both of them are good, but they are contradicting each other, they cancel out each other. And Beisden will view such a case as if no witnesses were saying anything. Likewise, whenever there's a scenario that Alpi Taira, one witness is believed. So if you have one witness saying one thing and you have another witness saying the opposite, they also cancel each other out. The dinam of Adam Hamakrishim Zedza. Now, just to give a little intro, which we'll need later for the Gemara, just to understand that normally when two witnesses are believed, they are believed as if they were a hundred witnesses. It's called Trey Kemeya, meaning that this principle of Adam Hamakrishim Zedza is normally even said if two witnesses say Ru'uven Oshem and money. A hundred witnesses say the opposite. Ah, we don't say, well, it's a hundred against two, believe the hundred. No, two is like a hundred. A hundred is like a two. If they contradict each other, they both null each other out. So let's read inside the Mishnah. What's now that we established that for Din Tumah? One eight is believed. Eid Echa, Eid Oimer, Eid Oimer Nitmes. One witness says she had Tumah. Now, what's the normal rule? The moment we know that she committed adultery, she will not drink the waters. Now, Suffolk Saita, we don't know. She drinks the waters. One eight says she became Tomei. One eight, she doesn't become Tomei. Or if the one against one were of the same level, they were both non normal kosher Adam. For example, Isha says Nitmeis, Isha, another woman says Loi Nitmeis. We apply the rule of Edim Hamakrishim Zedzeh. It is as if no one is here. If no one is here, we have Aistam Saita. 
We have a suffix saita. What's the din of a suffix saita? Hoisa, shoisa. Next case in the Mishnah. So there's case one, two, three. Right? Simple. Nothing is going to be so simple. Case number two. What's going to happen if one witness says nitmeis? Now we believe one witness, correct? And two witnesses say, loy nitmeis. What do we do over here? Now Rashi adds something very important. The Mishnah is going to say that she will drink. Why will she drink? What, how, how would you normally understand Pshat? Two witnesses are saying she's not Tommy. The normal Pshat is, we believe two more than one. But one second. If two witnesses are saying that she did not commit the deed, then why would she drink? So now she explains like this. You have a suffix site. A suffix site means that we know from two Adem that she was secluded with that man after Kinoi for a half an hour, let's say. One witness that's coming, Nitmeis, he's saying, listen, the Adis they said we saw her in seclusion from 7 until 7.30. The one witness said, I got there 7.20 and I looked in and Nitmeis, 7.20. The two witnesses are coming to Bazin and they're saying, you witness, you said you got there 720, we were with you. You didn't come by yourself. And when you were looking, we were also looking. And during the time that you are claiming that Nitmeis, during that time, Loi Nitmeis. Now, what happened before we came, we don't know. That, that's very important to add in over here. Because again, whenever you have two Adam that are saying that they know that Loinit Mace, she will never drink. It must be that these two witnesses who are saying Loinit Mace, they are only contradicting the Chad Oimer Nitmeis during that time. During the time of the Stira. So the one aide came during some of the time of the Stira. The two witnesses are saying, We were with you then. Now, what is the Mishnah apparently saying? Right, two against one, who do you believe? What is the Mishnah saying? You believe the two. And if you believe the two, so now that we know that during that time, but could be she became Tamei? Before they came, so she drinks. The problem with this will be Pshita. What the Mishnah has to tell you, Adin, that we believe two over one, one is not believed against two. We'll get back to that in a moment. No, we believe the two. Let's go next case. Two witnesses are saying it mays. One witness says mays. Who do we believe? Again, apparently, when it's two against one, who do we believe? The two. The moment we know mays, she doesn't drink. Again, apparently the Mishnah is saying a simple din, not double, that two against one, one against one, kosher, kosher, non-kosher, non-kosher, they cancel each other out. But when it's two against one, we believe the two. Oh, we get, well, 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 hold, 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 good. So now before, before we get to that, first of all, the, the Gemari here is explaining the Shita of Rabbi Yoshua, who holds that you need to have two Aden for the stira. Hi, Talmud Loimer asks the Gemara, and, and the Mishnah spoke out, right? That was the whole Kalvuch, the question, that why did Rabbi Yeshua say that you have to have two Adem for stira? Why don't we learn a Kalvuch that if for Tuma one is believed, so then for stira for sure one should be believed. So what did the Mishnah answer? Kimatzebo ervas dover. By dover dover, no. That ervas dover, you have to have two witnesses. Asks the Gemara, Hi, Talmud Leimir, Kimatzaba Evers Davar. The answer to Rabbi Yoshua, his proof that for Stida is two Adem, that's from Davar? No. Why do you have to go flying to Parshas Kiseitse? In the Parsha of Saita itself, you have the words Ba, Ve'ed Ein, Ba. And we learn from those words that there are no two witnesses for Tuma. There's only one witness, Ba, for Tuma. We believe the one Aid. The word ba is an exclusionary word. In other words, when is one aid believed? Only ba. Why don't we say that from the ba we learn, that's what we learned in the beginning of the Masechtim. Ba bekinoi. one aid is only for tumah, not for kinoi. For kinoi you need two. And ba, one aid is only believed for tumah and not for stira. That is what Rabbi Shor should have answered. 
So here the Gemara says, That is exactly what the Rabbi meant to say. Where does Rabbi Yeshua learn that you have to have two Adem for Stira, Talmud, Leimer, Ba? Because in the same place from where we see that one is enough for Tuma, the Torah adds the word Ba to teach you only for Tuma one is enough. However, now the Mishnah was addressing another issue. The Tuma Ba'alma. Forget about a woman who becomes a Saita. Chlau, a person is married. If someone is testifying by saying that that married woman had a relation with another man, how many witnesses do you need? Not where there was a Saita. That Tuma Ba'alma, On this, the Mishnah said, on this, Rabbi Yeshua said, Dover, Dover. Nemar Khan Dover. Right, Kimatzabah Erevus Dover, Nemalahalan and in Shoiftim Dover, Malahalan Bishnei Edim, Afkan Bishnei Edim. Okay. And now the Gemara is addressing the final three cases of the Mishnah. The first of the final three cases is Eid Echad said Nitmes, another Eid said Loy Nitmes, or one woman said Nitmes, another woman said Loy Nitmes. So they cancel each other out. And even though there's a rule, whenever we know Nitmes, she will not drink, because she's Nitmes, but since they canceled each other out, we don't know what happened. We're back to square one. She's a suffix Saita. Now the Gemara begins to infer from this part of the Mishnah, the reason why we don't believe the one that said Nitmes is because one said the opposite. But if there wouldn't have been an aid going against it, aid echad mehemen, the one that said Nitmes is believed, where do we know it from? Asks Rashi, asks all of the Mepharshim, where do we know it from? The Mishnah just said it in the Reisha. The Mishnah explicitly said in the Reisha that one aid is believed because it says ve'ed einba. So if the Gemara simply wants to go over, so quote that header from the Mishnah. Why do we need to infer from the safe of the Mishnah that only when it's makhishim does he drink? But if there's only one aid, even one isha, it's written in the Mishnah, so they explain, and we don't need to bring it from the safer. But we have an amazing question on the safer, as we'll see in a moment. We have an amazing question on this din. But to build it up, we have to first reestablish that one aid is believed. And we're making the question even stronger by establishing it from the Sefer. So how do I know that one aid is believed? The Tanda Rabbanon, the Eidein Ba, and quoting. And now we're quoting this Braisa more elaborately. So if you remember, Pashad and Dav Beis, and Dav Gimel, in the beginning of the Masechda, there was actually a Havamina in a Braisa that maybe the Eidein Ba means that you know why we know she's Tameh? Because there wasn't only one aid. There were two Eidem. There was Eid. That's the way it means. But there was a Havamina and a Braisa. Maybe what Hashem is saying that she's Tamei because Ve'edein Ba. Because there wasn't only one witness. There were two witnesses. No, there's a Braisa that makes it clear that Eid means two. And Ve'edein Ba means there wasn't two. There was only one. That's the way we interpret it. Ve'edein Ba, Bishlam and And now the Braisa asked, maybe not. Maybe Ato Emir Bishlam, maybe the Pasuk means... A woman became Tomei. You know why we know? Because there wasn't only one aid. There were two. So on this we learned before, Talmud Loimer, since it says in Parsha Shoftim, it says, One aid is not believed. And the question is, why did Hashem say aid echad? If aid means one, say aid. So why did Hashem have to write Echad? So Eid means two. So now coming back to the Parsha Saita, so what does it say? This is Gavaldik for Amar Achmana. The Eid Ein Ba, meaning Trey Leis Ba, there's one witness, and as the prosecute Gimel concludes, and she was not forced, because if she was, God forbid, raped, and she's muteris labayla if her husband is not a coin. But So now we're, we really just went over what it says in the Mishnah, but it's such a good way of building up the question. And you see it from this case of the Mishnah itself. Eid echad omer nitmeis, ve'eid echad omer loy nitmeis. 
What did the Mishnah say? They cancel each other out. Says the Gemara, it can't be. Because the Kiv and the Midoy Raisa aid Echad Mehemen. And these are the best questions in the Gemara. One aid, halachically, is like two. One aid that says she's Tomei is believed like two. So when the other aid is contradicting the first aid, it's Echad B'Makim Shnaim. And one is never believed against two. And whenever a woman is established to become Tomei, we never let her drink. So how can the Mishnah say in the first of the three cases, one eight said Nitmeis, one eight said Loi Nitmeis, so the din is Hoisa Shoisa, how can she drink? Ah. Kivin the Midoraisa Eidachot Mehemon. So now that we establish that, is Idach, when the second one comes, Heichim Matzimakrishlei. How can the second one come and say she didn't become Tomei? Voha Omar Ula, let's use the words of Ula. One is two when it comes to Tuma on a suffix soita. So the first eight said she became Tommy. Now we know from kosher witnesses. One witness is coming later to contradict it. When it's two against two, ain't a chanami. But it's one against two. The ain't the no, because the Torah's Chiddush, that one eight is believed, is only one eight is believed for Tuma. Because Reklaim Lodavar, you can't apply to any other case other than in this case. Gavaldik, that Loinit Meis, it's one in the place of two. This question is so strong. No, it's not one against It's not one against one. Because when the Torah does a Chiddush, which is very rare, which we do here, that after she had Kinoi, only in this case, and after there was Tiro. Now one aid is valid like two. Ula says we look at that one test, one witness like two. So the Netmeis is Mikoyach Shtayim. The one aid that said Loi Netmeis is only one aid. So therefore Ula says you have to amend the Mishnah. You didn't learn good shot in the first case of the Mishnah. Loi hoisa shoisa. And vechein omar rabbi Yitzchak, because of this amazing question, loi hoisa shoisa. Now, we never like amending the Mishnah. So comes along Rabchia and he says, ah ah. Oh, fakert. Since we believe the aid nitmeis, once Bezdin establishes that she became Tomei, she would never drink. We amend the Mishnah. Loi hoisa shoisa. Now, Rabchia says, hoisa shoisa. I. What does Rabbi Chiba do with the question of Ula? So Rabbi Chiba gives a great answer. Says Rabbi Chiba, Loi Khan, in our Mishnah, that we view it as one against one, they are both equally powerful. That is because they came by Bas Achas. Machloik is important, Rashi Toysvis, what does Bas Achas mean? Rashi interprets Bas Achas means one came betoich kedei dibor of the other. One came immediately after the other. In other words, Bezdin didn't accept the testimony of the one that said Nitmeis. One said Nitmeis. Immediately afterwards, the other one said Loi Nitmeis. When did the Torah give Nehmanus that we believe one and one is like two? That's after Bezdin accepted the testimony. But if one came, Bebas Achas, one take, it nullifies the other. Toysavis disagrees with Rashi, the first Toysavis, and he says that even if the second one comes, La'achar Kedei Dibur, as long as Bezdin didn't give a halachic ruling, we will still say one against one is the same. When do we say that the Torah gave Nemanus to one? That would be that if one witness came, let's go like Torah, and Bezdin accepted the testimony that Nitmeis, and therefore Bezdin paskent, okay, now that Nitmeis, you're not a suffix soita, you committed adultery. Husband, give her a get. You lose your ksuba. Now, Ullah's right. Now if one aide comes and says, Loi so what? It's one against two. We won't accept it. But our mission is Bebasachas, and Ullah's din is Now that's a great answer. But the Gemara has now a great question against Rabchiyah. If that is the case, then Tanan, how will you understand Pshat in the next case in the Mishnah? Let's call the next case the second to last, or number two. Because there were three dinim. What was the second case in the Mishnah? We read it inside here. Eight, one eight said nitmeis. Now let's halt up. The Torah gives nemanus to one, like two, after according to Rabbi only bezachazeh. So one eight said nitmeis. Two eight them are coming and saying loy nitmeis. 
What did the Mishnah say? The way we learned the Mishnah, very superficially. You know, one, two. Who do you believe? You believe the two. So we believe loy nitmeis. And again, the way Rashi spoke out, we don't know loy nitmeis. We know the one witness is not accepted. But before the three came, could be she was nitmeis or not. She's a suffolk. So the Mishnah establishes, we listen to the two, we don't listen to the one. And therefore the Mishnah says shaisa. And the way Rashi says, it can't be that this is all the Mishnah is teaching you. Pshita, that you listen to two against one. It must be that the second case of the Mishnah, the second to last case of the Mishnah, all the same, is not coming to be mechadish, the case that it's speaking about. It's coming to be mechadish, that which you are medayik from the case the Mishnah is speaking about. There is an inference. There's something that we infer from. What does this then teach you in between the lines? And that is what the Mishnah is really coming to tell you. That one against two is not believed. Ho, chad, v'chad. But if it wouldn't have been two and one, it would have been one and one, one nitmeis, one loy nitmeis, then loy hoisa shaisa. Why does she drink? Because it was one against two. We don't believe one against two. But one against one, they are Adam HaMakrishim. And if they are Adam HaMakrishim, Beisden does not know nitmeis. If we don't know nitmeis, she gets to drink. Ah, so that's a tiyufta against Rabchia. Let's go even better. Counters Rabchia. Counters Rabchia. Amalach Rabchia. One second. If you are going to establish that since the second to last case and the last case of the Mishnah are saying such an obvious din, which is two against one, you believe the two, can't be the Mishnah is telling you that. It must be the Mishnah is telling you that for us to be medayik and to learn a chiddush from the diuk. Yeah? Let's go to the last case. The last case, din, which also appears to be pshita. What's the last case? That two witnesses said nitmeis. One witness said loy nitmeis. So you accept the two. Once you know nitmeis, loy shaisa. That's what the Mishnah says. Pshita. There's no chiddush to that. It must be, let's read it inside. Look at the last case. Two people say nitmeis and one witness says loy nitmeis. Says the Mishnah loy shaisa. We don't need that. What, what is the Mishnah really telling you? in between the lines, that chad v'chad, she would drink. So you have an inherent contradiction in the Mishnah. So it must be, says Rabchia, that you're not understanding the ending of the, the second to last case, and the last case has a chiddush in itself. It was not taught to be medayik something from it. And therefore there is no contradiction. The Mishnah is being taught for itself. Why is there a Chiddush in the Mishnah telling you that when there's two on one hand and one on the other hand, that you listen to the two? Pshita. It must be. It's not a Pshita Dike case. Let's read it inside. Answers the Gemara. Ella. And the answer that Rabchia gives to resolve the contradiction will also answer the question that they had on him. Don't be medayik anything from the second to last case. And Rabchia is going to stand his ground that don't amend the Mishnah. So let's go like this. Kula bebsuli edis. And we learned this in Yavamas, and this is very important to remember. We already established now, before Rab Nechemia, that whenever the Torah believes one aid, not only is the Torah telling you a Chiddush that you don't need two, but the standard for that one doesn't even have to be the normal standard of someone who's kosher la'edus. When the Torah gave Namanus to one, that one can be an Isha, that one can be an Eved, or any other person that's possible la'edus, or... Let's take that back because there's a big machloikas about the any other person. But you, you lower the standard for the quality of the witness. Ram has a whole other chiddush, which is amazing. And let's go back to what we spoke about today, Kemeya. When we spoke about that when you have Adam HaMakchishim, two witnesses said one, another group contradicted them, and the trader says that we put them on the same level, and all they do is, is that they cancel each other out and based and makes believe as if no one came, the din is that's even when there was Trey Kemeya, even if the first group was two and the second group was three, four, a million, we don't care, they're all the same. Says Rab Nechemia, they are only all the same if both groups were from kosher witnesses. But if you have a group of psulei ha'edus that are believed in certain cases, but if they're psuli ha'edus, here we go after the majority. We do not say the law of Trekemeyom. So if it's two against one, even in where the Torah believed one, two will overwhelm the one. We don't say 
today Kemeya. We don't make them Edom Hamakchishim Zedzeh, but we believe the majority of numbers of witnesses. That's good. Got that? Is needed, we don't say Trekemeya. We say that here, if there, if there are groups that are contradicting each other, we will take into account which group has more numbers. Now, there are two versions as to exactly what Amnachemia said. And we're going to work it out with two versions of Rabnachemia. Version number one is that Rabnachemia said as then, even if what happens if the one was a man and the two were women? Did Rab Nechemia here also say his din? No, it's one is like two. But two is more than one in numbers. So when Rab Nechemia said that wherever psuli ha'edus are accepted, we don't say trekemeo. We count who, which group has more. Will two women be even greater than one man? Or Rab Nechemia only said it when it was two women against one woman. But be that as it may, it's... Everything is going to work. Let's read it inside. So it says the Gemara, that when the Mishnah, in the second to last case, and in the last case, there is a big Chiddush in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is telling you like Rab Nechemiah. In other words, it's not that two against one. No, 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 no. There's a Chiddush that two against one is believed because normally we wouldn't say that. That was the whole beginning of our whole sugya. Normally we would say that whenever the trader believes one, one becomes like a hundred. And therefore, two against one is like two against two. It's only Edom HaMakchishim. Says the Mishnah, not when there are psuli ha'edus. The Tanya Rav Nechem Yo'emir, kol makam shiminotayda eidechad. If you are coming with the eidechad, haleich achar reiv hadeyes. Here we do count which group has more numbers. And look at this, the first version, v'osu shtei noshim bi'ishechad, kishnei anoshim bi'ishechad. Faket, Rav is gewaldic. So let's go on the second to last case of the Mishnah. Two, one aid said nitmes. According to this version, even an aid, a man. Nitmes. Two aidim are saying, loy nitmes. Normally, what would the din be? You would think without Rab Nechemia, if the trader gave Nemanus to one aid, one aid said nitmes, one aid said, two aidim said, loy nitmes, it should be viewed like we don't look at it that way. Since we are learning about a din in which one aid is believed, so two women are believed more than one man, because it's two against one. And therefore we believe Lainit Mace. Since we believe Lainit Mace during that time is a man. Yes. Which is believed. Gavaldic. You need to have two, but now that you have two, but, but there's two. And now that there's two, even though it's two women, we don't say that two is equal to the one. We say two is greater than the one. So don't say, what's the Chiddush? There's like two if there's no one coming against it. Correct. But if there is someone coming against it, then... Then not only are they equalized, we go after the majority. You know, but just appreciate this. The whole question against Rabkhia was based on an inference from the Mishnah. And why were we inferring from the Mishnah? Many times you have these contradictions. It's because if the Mishnah is telling you something that is a pshita, so it's only coming to teach you in between the lines. Nothing is pshita here. And the same thing in the last case. When it says in the last case, one eight says loy nitmeis. One eight says loy Two Adam are saying nitmeis. Two Adam are saying nitmeis. The two Adam are two women. So you would think... That one aid who's saying Lainit Mace is a man, according to this version. So he should at least have the same power as the two. Two against two. And if that would have been the case, then they both cancel each other out. If they cancel each other out, what would we do? We would make them drink. Says the Mishnah, she would not drink. Because we believe two women more than one man. Now all of this is only according to this version that Rab Nechemia's Chiddush of Halech Achar Roiv Deus is even when the two women are going against one kosher witness. Now we're going to learn right now another version. It's going to be all the same, but that second version in Rab Nechemiah will hold that if it's one man that says Tamei Hem like two Edim, and you have two women saying Loinet Meis, then we're not going to say what Rab Nechemiah says.
Yes, we believe it for one echad. That's when no one is coming to contradict. But now that we're coming with contradictions, now we go after Reb Deus. Let's read it inside. Or ve'ikad amri so also shtei noshim be'ish echad ki shnei anoshim be'ish echad and shnei anoshim be'ish echad. Okay, now ve'ikad amri. The other version limits the chiddush of Rab Nachemia. Kol heichad da'ase edechad kasher meikaram. Right now we're going to the second to last case of the Mishnah. If the Eid Echod would be a man, would be a man, even if a hundred women will come, the hundred women will be considered like one Eid. And what does that mean? If one man says Nitmes, let's go back to Ula, once we accept her testimony, this one becomes like two. If a hundred women come and say, they're not kosher or witnesses. They, they will be like the one against the two, and we're going to believe the Eid Echad that, and she will not drink. Amazing. We don't say, but when we don't say, the question is now what? Are they equal? According to this, the Gemara is saying, not only are they not, but the one man aid is stronger than the hundred women against him. They're not even makchishim zed zed. Now the Gemara is going to contradict it in two lines. We'll deal with that in a second. Going to the Aflamid base. So what is the case of the second to last and the last case of the Mishnah? The asoi isha meikara. The one that came is also a woman. Everyone is tzalah edus. And interpret the Mishnah. The Mishnah is telling you the Chiddush of Rab Nechemia, even according to this version. And therefore, and that's the Chiddush of the Mishnah that we believe the majority. We believe the two. In both cases, in the middle and in the final case. Now look what the Gemara is going to do now to spice things up. What did we just say in the Flamadala from Bays? We just said that if it's two women against one man, the one man is greater than the two women. Now look what they come on. But if it's two women against one man, they are equal. Okay, so now we resolve the Rabkhiya. There's no question against Rabkhiya, but there's a stir in the Gemara. So Rashi explains, ah, this is a hint. Look how brilliant they are. To remind us what Rabkhiya said in the beginning. Rabbiya said there's a huge difference if they come the Basachas or if they become Bazachazem. And Daflamad Alafamid Bays, where the Gemara said that one man is greater than two women, greater than a hundred women, that is Bazachazem. That if one man says Nitmes, based in Larashi, Toich de Dibur passed, Latoisvis, based in Paskint, one eight said Nitmes, okay, she has to get divorced, she loses her Ksuba. Now, if a hundred women come, they are not even makhishim. When we say on the flamid base, or also one man, but when we say on the flamid base that shtei nashim is palgo palga, that is when they become basachas. But in either way, according to the second version in Rab Nachemia, our Mishnah that is believing two against one, which is a chiddush, is speaking about a case two women against one woman. So now Rabbi is not refuted. Now there's only one question here. And this question is on everyone. Let's go with Rabbi Chia, with Rabbi Nechemia. The Mishnah is telling you a Chiddush of Rabbi Nechemia. Not two against one, we believe the two. Pshita. It's not Pshita. Normally we would say, since the one is like a, is like a, a full set of Eidahs, it becomes Hamakhishim, Treikemeya. So the Mishnah is saying there's no rule of Treikemeya by Eidahs Psula. Why did the Mishnah have to repeat the same thing twice? Because both the second to last case and the last case appear to be saying the same thing. Right? What's the second to last case? What's the Chiddush? We believe the two against the one. That's a Chiddush because the Psulim Eidus. And here we say, Since we believe the two, if during that period, could be she became Tommy before, why did the Mishnah have to repeat this twice? Asks the Gemara, answers the Gemara, ah, each one in itself has a Chiddush over the other. Mao, the time if the Mishnah only would have spoken out the second to last case. I would have thought that when do we say this Chiddush, that we don't say Trey Kemeo, or in the case 
that one is believed, that two is like one, or one is like two, is when do we say basar against right there is only luchumra rashi taiches. Luchumra means whenever the conclusion will be that we don't know if she became tummy and she has to drink, so we say let her drink. That's luchumra, which is the second to last case. The conclusion is we paskind, hoisa shaisa. But maybe we would have thought that to take Ramachanias Chiddush, that we do not say Trey Kemeya by Psulia Edus, that we say Halech Acharev Hadeus, to the point that we'll actually believe the majority that she became Tomei and she won't even have to drink. Lukulan maybe Layazlinan. That's why the Mishnah gave the following, the final case, that even if it's Lukulam, even if it's to believe the majority of Psulia Edus, that she became Tomei, even there we believe. The majority, Komash Malan, that was great, and Hadran Allah, and we will return to Pedic Mishakina, Mirza Shem, tomorrow the new Pedic.